Welcome to the Lib 201 Group 5 podcast on the immigration rights movement. Uh, before I get into some of the uh, ins and outs of what the movement is about and some student questions, uh, here are some facts uh, that uh, about immigration in the U.S. So right now there are more than 41 million immigrants in the U.S. In 2013, about 83% of the people deported from the U.S. were not given any hearings before a judge. They were just tossed out. The U.S. spends roughly $8.14 billion detaining immigrants alone, much less all the other costs um, associated with that. In 2017, Mexicans accounted for roughly 25% of the immigrants coming to the U.S., uh, and they were by far the largest group. Indians and Chinese were the next two largest groups, and they composed close to 6%, and followed by Filipinos coming in at about 5%. Now, the most common way to get into the U.S. is through a green card, um, and this is usually done through a family relationship, employee sponsorship, uh, humanitarian protection like refugees, and through something called a diversity visa, which is a lottery. Some of the facts behind uh, getting green cards is the standard green card application can cost up to $1,760. Uh, lawyers to help uh, get through this process can cost anywhere between $500 and $10,000. There are literally hundreds of forms that people need to fill out, and most of these forms also cost money. And even if your application is perfect, uh, you can wait up to four, and in some cases, 10 years um, to be able to get approved. So what is the immigration rights movement? It's a movement that seeks to protect immigrants from discrimination and from the repressive enforcement of immigration laws, as well as to advocate for legislation that will provide a path to citizenship for these immigrants. It was started in 2004, uh, but became a lot more apparent in 2006 um, in response to some anti-immigration legislation that was passed by the Republican House. It did not pass the Senate, and most of that was because of mass demonstrations, uh, demonstrations up to 2 million people um, demonstrating against this. So some of the key players in this movement, um, it's mostly small organizations, a lot of church and faith-based organizations, small service organizations um, such as Centers for Day Laborers, Legal Support Offices, and uh, a lot of other uh, ethnic organizations. Some national organizations, uh, such as the Fair Immigration Reform Movement, the National Council of La Raza, and some other ones. Um, there are also some state and city advocacy organizations, um, and also trade unions and some labor federations. Uh, immigration reform really has had little success so far, uh, mainly because of the wide divide in the government about uh, how to handle this. Uh, lack of policy reform has hindered the experience and treatment of immigrants in the U.S. and become tragically worse, especially in the past few years. The problems have really escalated since the beginning of the Trump administration. So now I'll get to some of the student-related questions uh, that was asked on Slack uh, about what we were planning on doing for our podcast. Um, so the first one is from Caitlin. Um, they asked, do you plan to include the different movements that have happened over history as well as current? A answer to that is no. While um, there has, this has been an issue throughout U.S. history, uh, we're really mainly focused on the current situation and the movement uh, because of how polarizing and important it has become, uh, especially under the new administration. Um, 
Erica asks, uh, looking at it in a broader view, do you think the ideas you guys will have will actually begin making a difference in society? Answer that, I say maybe. Um, I think it will take the voting power of really the American people uh, to change the course of immigration. Uh, More people need to be aware and need to be more educated on the plight of people trying to get in the U.S., um, whether they're escaping persecution um, or just striving for a better life for their families. You know, it was pretty heartbreaking to read about how the people um, at the U.S.-Mexican border were treated um, from the reading Passport to the New West by uh, Jose Orduña, basically being treated like animals, denied food, denied water, uh, clothing, uh, medical treatment, um, dehumanizing and and really terrible what's been going on there. So Ashton asked the question, are you going to discuss different policies people are suggesting right now, like the open borders policy? You know, one of the bigger policies being read right now is the DREAMer Act or DACA. Uh, While Trump administration is really pushing hard to end the DREAM Act, um, unfortunately, it also seems at this point uh, from recent events and news that the Supreme Court may be siding with Trump on this. Really, it's an extremely scary situation for all the DREAMers, uh, the young kids involved with this. You know, most of these kids have grown up in the U.S. um, and right now are a big contributing part of society. it will be devastating if, if all of a sudden they were forced to leave the U.S. I believe this tack on, on DACA uh, ties into the TED Talk from week one, the danger of a single story. You know, we're all hearing really from the top of our administration. Um, what we're hearing is a single story of how dangerous they're saying these dreamers are. No data to back this up. Just one guy's voice of what he thinks uh, the single story of these people are. Um, even Trump has said that some of these kids are very tough, hardened, are very tough and are hardened criminals. Again, nothing to back this up. And even the data that is out there shows that this definitely is not the truth. Uh, Naomi asks, will you guys be focusing in on today's need for change or the changes seen throughout time? Um, kind of goes back to the earlier question. Um, we're really focused on the need for change today and mainly because it <clears throat> mainly because it comes to a, to a head with the Trump administration and all the um, changes and escalations that have really um, come up hard and strong in, in recent years. So Laura asks a question, does your group plan to focus on incarceration rates of detained immigrants or the socioeconomic challenges that immigrants face in America? So uh, we really focus more and most of our research was on the uh, incarceration um, incarceration rates of the detained immigrants, which also a lot of that came from some of our readings uh, in this class. Our research found that rates of incarceration are increasing, and mainly because of the policies that uh, the Trump administration has enacted. Uh, Detention centers are becoming overcrowded. Uh, Detained immigrants and a lot of families are separated until people really started to notice and did something about it, kind of raise a red flag of what's going on. And that is pretty much come to an end, though I believe uh, some research we saw there are still some families that are separated, but um, that is something that they're saying is no longer happening. Uh, In the reading Passport to the New West, um, this goes a bit into how immigrants are uh, detained and some of the horrible conditions they face. As I had mentioned earlier, you know, lack of food, lack of clothing, especially lack of medical care uh, when they need it. well, previous administrations really also have not done much to help the situation. Uh, the current administration is 
kind of brought it to a new alarming level um, with the things that have been going on, especially at the uh, U.S.-Mexican border. So Luke asks, are you planning on focusing in on specific movements or just touching on a few? So really, our research found there were a lot of different movements um, focused on immigration reform, the movement as a whole. Um, there's a lot of grassroots organizations, small nonprofits. Um, I had mentioned churches early, unions, student groups, and others. And one of the bigger movements uh, and or legislations uh, is, of course, DACA, which is really seems to be on the verge of being uh, pulled back. News and social media uh, has really been key in helping spread information and to put some inf- emphasis on the conditions that the immigrants are facing when they try to enter the U.S. So the last question comes from Raina. So she asks, will you be looking more into immigration detention center policies or focusing on policies to protect immigrants, specifically undocumented in general, such as in the receiving of health care, ability to work, or safely work on safely work be, on becoming a citizen without worrying about being deported to unsafe areas. So our research really it did kind of foc- focus on both of these, since each deals with the basic rights of immigrants. Uh, the fight for rights in detention centers has uh, really led to uh, hunger strikes um, to try and bring bring around changes, which have worked a bit. Um, um, out of this, some officers um, were actually trying to force feed people who were hunger striking. Um, this was stopped because, uh, again, word got out through social media and other things um, and actually got pushed up to the courts, and the courts did put a stop to this. Um, in our reading, uh, The Passport to the New West, it describes how even after immigrants are caught and detained, they are still denied food and water for extended periods of time and medical attention for those who need it. Uh, a lot of the policies that he that the Trump administration has enacted has denied people all this basic stuff we're talking about. Um, and really, um, the administration themselves, other than being forced to, has not tried to enact anything to make things better. And even before Trump was in office, people uh, began to prepare for this because they kind of see what was uh, what was coming. Uh, immigrants started contacting legal services for advice and actually trying to find out what their rights were. So in conclusion to our podcast, uh, it is really up to us to help push immigration reform. Uh, And one of the main ways you can do this is by voting for those who would put an end to the harsh treatment and the derogatory remarks against those who are just looking for a better life, as all of we are. Uh, Based on what we found in our research, the immigration rights movement is really a human rights movement. Um, It looks to treat immigrants with the same rights as really everyone else deserves. So in some uh, readings from a um, co-curricular I attended, um, we kind of went into uh, the Declaration of Independence. And one of the things the Declaration says is, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So a question to our listeners. Aren't these rights that our founding fathers wrote up that they wrote up for the people of the U.S. in order to avoid persecution from governments and to strive for a better life. Aren't these the same rights that the immigrants are reaching for? So thanks to both Francis and Kaylee for all the work done to put this podcast together, and thanks for listening.